So today we are discussing about two subjects. One is about Lord, uh, Lord Hamsa Avatara and about Narada Muni. The devotion service rendered by Narada Muni had attracted the attention of Lord Hamsa Avatara and explained to him the, all the intricacies of the knowledge of devotion service. It says, Tubyam cha Narada. Tubyam means unto you, O Narada. Brusham Bhagavan Vivruddha Bhavena. Because of your intensive love, Vivruddha Bhavena, Lord Bhagavan Brusham, very nicely he had explained unto you, lucidly, the word is used. Lucidly means in elaboration. Very nicely, Brusham. Sadhu Paritushta Vacha Yogam. Sadhu, Lord became very much satisfied, Paritushtaha, because of your Vivruddha Bhavena. Then what did he watch? What did he speak? Yogam Jnanam. The process and the knowledge. The two subjects of what? Cha Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam, the subject of Bhagavatam, which is about the Lord, with Yogam and Jnanam. Atma Satatva Deepam. And complete details about uh, the uh, soul, relationship with the Lord, and with all its intricacies, details which is like a light, which will awaken one from the darkness. Atma Satatva Deepam. For whom it is very... Uh, who would like to hear that subject? Yet Vasudeva Sharanaha. For those who are completely surrendered unto the lotus feet of Vasudeva, for them, this Viduhu, they try to understand Anjasaiva. They would like to learn about this subject. So for those who are surrendered to Lord Vasudeva, they would like to hear about this subject which is Bhagavatam with all its intricate details of Atma Satatvam and which includes Yoga and Jnana. Because being Vivruddha Bhavena, because of your intense love for the Lord, Lord being Paritushtaha, Lord being satisfied by your devotional service. So the preliminary qualification from the purport, if you understand Prabhupada is delineating about devotional service, the preliminary qualification for entering into devotion service of the Lord is that one should become a willing cooperator. It should be a surrendered mood, not in a forceful mood. Balodiva niyajatahadi in Bhagavad Gita it says, as if engaged by force. No force. This is voluntary. It should be willing from one, one side. One should voluntarily cooperate with persons who are already engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. We should assist the people who are already engaged. So by what happens by assisting them? By cooperating with such persons, the prospective candidate will gradually learn the techniques of devotion service. So somebody finishes lawyer, what they do? They practice under a experience, experience person. Even a chartered accountant, even a doctor, one house surgeon, they have to go and practice under an experienced doctor. So then you can understand the intricacies of that subject, what you are trying to practice. Theoretical knowledge is one, practical assumption is one. So generally when we are very attentive, we have to be very careful. Because sometimes what happens with half knowledge, we try to become very intelligent. There was a doctor in a village, a veterinary doctor, very famous. So he used to understand the situation of the animal and correspondingly he used to treat them. So one day what happened, uh, over a period of time, 
the assistant was also there who was seeing with him one or two cases he saw and he thought oh now i understood so they one uh, emergency uh, treatment has come they had gone to uh, one uh, farmer where the throat of uh, uh, a horse was swollen so doctor went to the throat and he had uh, touched it and he felt then he said get me one hammer so hammer leke aaya wo do teen maar maara then that swelling finished and uh, that horse was okay then the assistant thought now i understood the logic how to cure a animal so he left his job and he started his independent practice then anybody is calling him he is going there and simply beating with a hammer and all the animals are dying then they all came back to the master and they said your uh, student who has come out of you he started not treating in them rather he is killing the animals then the master asked him what are you doing what did you understand the student said that day i saw there was a swelling and you just took a hammer and uh, you bit it and the swelling gone he said all this is the same thing then the senior uh, told him that day the problem was the horse swallowed a watermelon and because that watermelon was little hard it was not going through its throat it was feeling suffocation i just took that hammer broke that watermelon to pieces so that it will be able to go easily inside and it was able to breathe and it was able to survive so without understanding what the details are you only just getting the external thing so ye hammer leke mara hai main aaj se har animal ke hammer leke marunga so this we should not do imitation is not good getting into the details trying to enquire from them what reason why did he use hammer for that for understanding the better subject so similarly uh, with the progress of such learning one becomes proportionately free from the contamination of material association by by systematically practicing bhakti one becomes free from material attachments and knowledge can be divided into two sections namely preliminary knowledge of devotion service and secondary knowledge of its execution one is jnana then is vijnana so these two sections of transcendental knowledge in devotion service becomes revealed to a person who is a soul surrendered unto lord vasudeva jnana vijnana sahitam and lord was also asked to explain about himself in 7th chapter he says if you want to understand about me you have to hear from me only or my representative so what does that knowledge comprises of you what you are going to explain he says this knowledge has two parts nominal and phenomenal knowledge he says jnana vijnana theoretical and practical subject so what you practice in theory when you put it into uh, execution your reins like uh, what is that reaffirmation of the learning will happen to you so in that way you become more and more Uh, uh, fixed determined in devotion service therefore it is practically mentioned here in the shrimad bhagavatam acts like a lamp of transcendental knowledge so what happens one regularly hear shrimad bhagavatam nashta praye shabadreshu nityam bhagavat seva by reading regularly bhagavatam all the unwanted things within the heart are cleansed off this is in first canto second chapter then second canto eighth chapter this talks about again shrimad bhagavatam 2.8.4 and 5 these two verses again describe about bhagavatam the nature of bhagavatam they say shunmata shraddhaya nityam 
ಗ್ರಂಥಶ್ಚ ಸ್ವಚೇಷಿತಂ ಕಾಲೇನ ನಾತಿ ದೀರ್ಘೇನ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವಿಶುತೆ ಹೃದಯ ಶೃಣ್ವತ ಶ್ರದ್ಧೆಯ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಶೃಣ್ವತ ವನ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಹಿಯರ್ ಶ್ರದ್ಧೆಯ ವಿತ್ ಫೈಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸರೆಂಡರಿಂಗ್ ಮೋಡ್ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಡೈಲಿ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹಿಯರ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ವಾಟ್ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ ಗ್ರಂಥ ದ ನಾಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ವೇರ್ ಆರ್ ದೀಸ್ ನಾಟ್ಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಲವ್ ಲವ್ ಎಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಫ್ಯಾಮಿಲಿ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ವಿತಿನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಸೊ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ನಾಟ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ ಸ್ವಚೇಷಿತಂ ಬೈ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಎಂಡಿವರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರಾಸೆಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇನ್ ಕಾಲೇನ ಅತಿ ದೀರ್ಘೇನ ಓರ್ ಎ ಪೀರಿಯಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇನ್ ವೆರಿ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಸ್ಪ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಾಲೇನ ಅತಿ ದೀರ್ಘೇನ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವಿಶುತೆ ಹೃದಯ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ನಾಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಕಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಸರ್ ಬಟ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ರೈಟ್ ನೋ ಪರ್ಸೀವ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಸೊ ಒನ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಪರ್ಸೀವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಹಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ಲಿ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಪ್ರವಿಷ್ಟ ಕರ್ಣರಂಧ್ರೇನ ಸ್ವಾನಂಭವ ಸರೋರುಹಂ ದುನೋತಿ ಸಮಲಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಲೀಲಸ್ಯ ತಾಸರ ಪ್ರವಿಷ್ಟ ಕರ್ಣರಂಧ್ರೇನ ಪ್ರವಿಷ್ಟ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಎಂಟರ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಹೂ ದ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಶುಡ್ ಎಂಟರ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಥ್ರೂ ಕರ್ಣರಂಧ್ರೇನ ಥ್ರೂ ದಿ ಹೋಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಇಯರ್ ದೆನ್ ಸ್ವಾನಂಭವ ಸರೋರುಹಂ then the sound incarnation of the lord shrimad bhagavatam entering into the heart of the self realized devotee sits on the lotus flower of his loving relationship swanam bhava saroruham this is like a lotus uh, in the heart and thus cleanses the dust of material association dunoti samalam krishna when krishna enters there when lightness is there what will happen to darkness darkness will automatically fade away as the more the lightness comes the, the darkness in the room keeps vanishing so as the lord keeps manifesting within our heart by hearing regularly shrimad bhagavatam all the unwanted things from the heart are automatically cleansed just as selilasya atashara in rainy season water will be muddy but in sharad season water will be crystal clear so it takes time for the water to settle down in the rainy season all the mud waters will be there everywhere but in uh, in varsha ruto then sharad ruto all the waters will be very clean calm peaceful they are like at that time they attract swans birds so at that time that peaceness and calm and clarity will attract various categories so this is the impact of hearing shrimad bhagavat explained by sukadev goswami so then lord also says what is this knowledge comprises of when brahma was also confused about the knowledge about the lord the lord says that he is going to explain to him the complete information what he is looking for and he says gnanam parama guhyam me the knowledge about the lord is most confidential gnanam parama guhyam me yad vijnana samanvitam and this knowledge is uh, including of realization not just knowledge theory it is also realization vijnana samanvitam and it is coordinated with vijnana sarahasyam its most confidential topics tadangam cha with its intricate parts grahana gadita maya please understand as i explain and don't you knowledge about me as described in the scriptures is very confidential and it has to be realized in conjunction with devotion service only by bhakti can you can understand knowledge the necessary paraphernalia for that process is being explained by me you may take it up carefully the lord is saying you have to understand then you have to understand with all its subjects and that knowledge also has to be put into practice by devotional service then you will be able to correlate what i am communicating and then lord starts explaining about chatushloki bhagavat 
in four slokas, the entire Srimad Bhagavatam has been presented. Then he says, after hearing this Srimad Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, what will be one's consciousness? Etan matam samatista, pramanena samadina, bhavan talpa vikalpeshu, na vimuchyati karhesu. So when you understand this Bhagavatam as explained by the Lord in proper, uh, under, uh, proper uh, realization, then what happens? Even at the time of pralaya, you will not fall under illusion. That is the subject of Bhagavatam. Just follow this conclusion by fixed concentration of mind and no pride will disturb you. Because generally when we try to know something, we become proud. Oh, I know. We want to show off to others. So Lord is saying this knowledge will make you humble. It will not make you proud. And neither in the partial nor final devastation it can cover our understanding. That's why even Sattvaguna, knowledge in Sattvaguna is dangerous. It will make us lazy or it will make us proud. That's why Sattvaguna itself is not recommended. We should go beyond Sattvaguna. Sattvaguna will bring us to the platform of understanding about spiritual subjects. But to practice it, we have to quit Sattvaguna also. So, what is the so speciality of Narada? That he is chosen for this as aspect of devotional service. Brahma had ten sons. Other than the four Manasaputras, then Brahma had ten sons, Marichi, Atri, Angira, Pulasya, Pulaha, Kratu, Brugu, Vashishta, Daksha and tenth son Narada. Each son was born from different limbs of the body of Brahma. Narada was born from the best part of Brahma, the deliberation. Then Vasistha was born from his breathing, Daksha from the thumb, Brugu from his touch, Kratu from his hand, Pulasya from his ears, Angira from the mouth, Atri from the eyes, Marichi from the mind, and Pulaha from the navel of Brahma. So, Narada was born from the best part of Brahma, that is deliberation, intelligence. And the meaning of Narada itself is one who is ready to deliver Nara. Nara means the Supreme Lord. Da means deliverer. So one who can deliver Supreme Lord to anyone and everyone, whomever he chooses. Narada is recognized for having exceptional devotional service, exceptional service of travelling throughout the three worlds, playing on his veena named Mahati. Mahati is the name of veena what Narada carries. Turning those sometimes appear to be like demons, addicted to all kinds of sinful activities into pure devotees of the Lord. What is Nardamani doing? He is preaching everywhere, going around, meeting people, encouraging everybody to become Krishna conscious, transforming Jagai Madais into pure devotees. From that category also he is doing. If you approach a devotee of Krishna, he can deliver you, Krishna, like anything. Here is Krishna, take it. Like Prabhupada says. Krishna is so nice, he becomes a doll in the hands of a devotee. We become a doll in the hands of Krishna, but when she becomes a pure devotee, Krishna becomes a doll in the hands of a pure devotee. Just like Mother Ashoda, Lord Krishna was trembling when Mother Ashoda was showing his cane. There in that verse you see, Kunti Marani says, Vaya, fear personified, is running away from Krishna. And Krishna is running away from Madhra, Shoda's stick. This is most bewildering to me. So, Lord becomes a complete controller and surrendered unto the devotee. 
but according to the devotion service exhibited by the devotee. If you satisfy a pure devotee of Krishna, he can give you Krishna like this. Take it. Krishna se tomara, Krishna dite paro, tomara shakati acha. This is one of the prayer song. Krishna se tomara, because Krishna is your property. Krishna dite paro. You can give Krishna to anyone and everyone. Is it Krishna like a commodity? Vastu. We can share with many people. But Bhakta can do that. You come through Bhakta or come through Bhakti to devotion service. That is the only option. You do Bhakti or some Bhakta has to give you Krupa so that you can come to Bhakti. When you come to that process, Lord is ready to give Himself unto them. That is the shloka. He says, Mukti karat datat karichit smana bhakti yogam. I am ready to give up to Mukti but not Bhakti. Because if I give Bhakti, I become purchased by the devotee. If he wants, he can sell me anywhere and everywhere. That's why when uh, he says in Bhagavad Gita, Kaunte pratijanehi name bhakta pranashyati. He's saying, whom, whom is he asking? He's saying, you, oh Arjuna, you declare to the world. Because if my devotee gives a commitment, I will abide by that commitment. By, my, by myself, I may sometimes commit, or sometimes I may not commit to the things whatever I have promised. But if my devotee promises, I give full commitment for that. Pralada said in the pillar, Lord is there. Yes. When Pralada was asked, if the Lord is there, he said yes. To prove that the word of his devotee correct, Lord emitted out of the pillar. So this Hamsavatara subject was discussed in Srimad Bhagavatam 11th canto. 11th canto, 13th chapter. Discussion of preachings of Hamsavatara. So according to Bhagavatam, and uh, according to Vishnu Dharmavatara, the two subjects which, which talk about this uh, Hamsavatara teaching to Kumaras, the sons of Brahma, they inquired from Brahma about relationship between Supreme Lord, Jiva, the technical details. So Brahma at the time, he, he was trying to contemplate. But since he was engaged in creation, his intelligence was pulling towards creation itself. He was not able to, like, we are all busy in some work. Somebody will come and ask a doubt. Say, come on later. Right now, I am not able to think. The same thing happened to Brahma. When they asked him, his intelligence was too much covered about with uh, information of creation knowledge that he was not able to focus on the question being asked. Then Brahma prays to the Lord, please uh, give us a proper knowledge because I am not able to give them the answer what they are asking for. Because if I don't satisfy their inquisitiveness, then it will be very difficult for me. So at that time, Lord revealed himself in the form of a swan and answered all their queries what the Kumaras have presented. The first query when they saw the swan, they asked, who you are? So they did not understand who he is. They, they saw the swan and they asked, who you are? Then Lord started answering, My dear Brahmanas, you ask me, who are you? Because you consider me to be a living entity like yourself. Do you think that I possess a material body? Or do you think that I am the Supreme Lord? If you consider to be a jiva, then there is no point in distinguishing between you and I. Then how can you ask me such a question? If we both are same, then there is no point in asking, who are you? Then he says, but if you are asking me who you are, are you referring to this body as some lump of matter? 
which is made of these five gross elements then you should have asked who are you five if you consider that basically all material bodies are same being made of the same elements then your question should not be taken any seriously if i am if i am just matter of matter then there is no point because you are also matter i am also matter thus it appears that in asking my identity you are simply speaking words without any real meaning and he uh, like i have only summarized some points to understand uh, it's almost like 35 verses have been discussion happening between uh, teachings of uh, hamsa and uh, and uh, kumaras so whatever is perceived by the mind and senses is nothing but a manifestation of me this should be understood by an unbiased examination of the truth so we imagine many things speculate many things so he is saying whatever is perceived by the mind and senses is nothing but everything in this material world is manifestation of the lord that is correct which is the shloka 10th chapter 8th shloka matta sarvam pravartate everything whatever you see is just emanating from the lord then he starts this is see, the entire subject what was discussion was sankhya yoga analysis of matter spirit the supreme lord and the relationship between matter to spirit to the supreme lord this was the discussion that had happened between hamsa avatar and kumaras so in that perspective the questions and all will be in sankhya analysis understand to detail the reason for existence and the solution to come out of this material existence then he says the mind has a propensity to enter into material sense objects and material sense objects can enter into mind so mind can contemplate on a sense object or sense object can inspire the mind to think <coughs> however both the mind and material sense objects are designations that cover the pure spirit soul then there is a next level intelligence which has three levels of its presence wakefulness dreaming and deep sleep corresponding to three different modes wakefulness is in sattva guna dreaming is in rajoguna deep sleep is in tamoguna but the supreme spirit soul the, the spirit soul is aloof from the body he is just a witnesser as per that bhagavatam verse this body is like a chariot the senses are like the horses the mind is the reins reins intelligence is the driver and jiva what is he doing is a passenger just witnessing what this body is going through because he has given the power of attorney to mind and intelligence they are driving him with false ego as their basis and uh, he is just witnessing all the activities even in bhagavad gita if you see uh, open fifth chapter 13 or 14 shloka he says navadvarani pure dehe you see so he is neither working nor causing work to be done he is there in the body of nine gates and if he has crossed above this mind mind is the one which is instigating him to get into activities the same thing lord is explaining here any condition of life that is thought to be separate from the supreme lord has no real existence 
in one of the items of uh, the four shlokas rute ardam pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani tad vidya datmano mayam yata vaso yata tama anything if you see and if you don't pursue me there it is maya lord says what is maya anything in the manifestation without no relation to the supreme lord it is maya illusion the same thing here he says any condition of life which is separate from the supreme lord has no real existence just like something experienced in a dream just like in a dream jiva experiences various activities sometimes he is a king sitting on a chariot going around but where is he going around he is in the dream only it is not reality and beyond these three stages is the fourth stage of consciousness called the pure devotion service what is that uh, vasudeva stage Vas- vasudeva stage or vasudeva sattvam vishuddham vasudeva stadhitam that is the fourth stage i am so as instructed by me one should fix the mind on me without deviation but if one continues to have various objectives in life instead of seeing how everything can be doubtful in my devotion service then although believing oneself to be awake he is actually dreaming due to lack of absorption onto the transcendental platform without bhakti undeviated attention that is the only option but if you have 100 goals this is like irresolute in purpose 2.41 you see there are two categories of people yavasayatmak buddhi bahushaka hi anantascha buddhayo avyavasayina so vyavasayi avyavasayina some people are resolute in purpose in bhakti for those who are not in bhakti they are irresolute in purpose so lord is saying reinstating again the same so while awake the jiva tries to enjoy the fleeting experiences of this material world and while dreaming he enjoys other illusory experiences and in deep sleep all such experiences are forgotten this is the three stages what is trying to go through by understanding three st- three states of wakefulness dreaming and deep sleep the conditioned soul should realize that it is simply he is the witness and therefore he is transcendental to all this process so if you open 13th chapter 21st shloka you just see ंग this is how the jiva in the body is been interact there are three doers bhagavad gita explains about jiva is the primary doer material nature is the secondary doer and parmatma who is the third doer but when the jiva desires material nature facilitates on the sanction of the supreme law the supreme law doesn't sanction material nature also will not facilitate but the jiva being independent he is only desiring but material nature is facilitating then one may ask if jiva is just desiring then why he should be punished if something wrong happens because you have desired and you have petitioned the lord so much that you are pressured the lord that i want to do this 
the lord is sanctioning at your risk so that's why jiva even though he is just considered like a spectator he is only suffering that the results of uh, decisions what were being taken and like explaining all these subjects then finally he says to strengthen your faith in the his teachings the lord said my dear brahmanas the sankhya are the signs of self and the astanga yoga the process of linking the supreme have been revealed unto you in future it will be remembered that lord madhava in the form of hamsa instructed brahma and his sons then he says oh best of the brahmanas please know i am the ultimate shelter of sankhya the yoga system truthfulness influence opulence fame and self control the best of all transcendental qualities being being transcendentally situated detached from matter the well wisher of everyone the most dear super soul of all living beings equally disposed everywhere and eternally liberated are all found in me they are worshipable lord anything good has a shelter at the supreme lord and all transcendental qualities are the lord is a repository like content repository we say for all the transcendental qualities lord is a repository he is the source so narada muni's teachings have been performed and entire bhagavatam we see most of the disciples what we are talking about dhruva prahlada all uh, one more what is uttanapada's uh, brother's name priyavrata so many people uh, they are all uh, disciples of narada muni so being in the mission of the lord even prabhupada acted in sync with narada muni's style so prabhupada is the modern day narada muni like when daksha sons around 11000 sons narmani preached them and made them devotees then daksha becomes angry in two shots 1000 11000 student joined bhakti they became bhaktas so then daksha becomes very angry and curses narmani he says you are acting like a learned man but you don't know how to behave with others even though you may travel all over the universe but i curse you that you will have no residence anywhere then narmani said this is very easy for me if i settle at one place then it will be only i will be selected to few people you are blessing me so that i can roam everywhere and preach everywhere <laughs> then prabhu says actually when my disciples joined their parents cursed me even though i have big big temples like palaces everywhere i can't stay more than 7 days at any place so prabhu says now since i traveling has been hectic i wanted now my disciples to take over this curse let them travel everywhere and preach so that i can sit at one place and finish this shrimad bhagavatam in that purport in that lecture prabhu says my devotee parents also cursed me that i should not stay at one place i heard also roam around next then narmani as a child what was his interest that attracted the attention of bhagavatas he was very submissive and he was listening ready to hear the same point bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur identified when prapada was name was referred for the initiation bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur said yes he likes to hear i will initiate him so then 
Nardamani, what was his preachings? Everywhere he is going around and preaching bhakti. It is like book distribution he is doing. He is giving Narada Pancharatra. He is giving a devotion service subjects. And he is everywhere he is propagating about the subject. The same thing Prabhupada also took up that mission. The entire Srimad Bhagavatam which is not different from the Supreme Lord. The philosophy of bhakti has compiled in Srimad Bhagavatam. Everywhere he is going around and giving that Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada started preaching with what? The first three volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam. So in that way, like both of them are in sync in preaching about bhakti. Then both of them are spreaders of the holy name. Nardamani everywhere he is. Nardamani Bajayavina, Radhika Ramana Gana. He is traveling everywhere within the universe, Nardamani. Prabhupada traveled within the earth to various continents. And where he could not go, he sent his disciples there. All the interior parts, where and all, they have gone to preach. Then Nardamani, just as he is deliverer of the fallen, like he saw Nalakuvera, and he had delivered them. Then Prabhupada is delivering the Mlechas and Avanas, who are all in that age, hippies. Prabhupada delivered hippie category, transformed them, a character change. Then Nardamani introduced deity worship by Narada Pancharatra Vidhi. And Prabhupada made the basics of Narada Pancharatra as the uh, as the system in uh, temples with more bhakti, with less rituals. Outside things there are more rituals and less bhakti. So Prabhupada simplified the process. The love and devotion is more important in offering rather than the material what is being offered. Then both of them are material renouncers. Because both are in the sannyasi category. Who is ready to enjoy their wealth? They are not ready to enjoy the wealth. They are, they are renounced everything. They are completely dependent upon the Lord. They are everything, every pie, everything they are doing is the mercy of the Lord, for the service of the Lord. Then both of them acted as humble servants, always glorifying the superior, explaining, explaining about the process of bhakti. Then in proper timing, whenever some problem is there, Nardamani will appear there or to create a problem so that Lord or Lord's activity happens. So in proper time when the whole Western world was getting into uh, that hippie movement, Prabhupada appeared at the proper time so that all that hippie category people can be attracted towards bhakti and transform. Right time, right place, right person. So by doing all these qualities, Nardamani, like Prabhupada acted like Nardamani's intimate servant. Like at two, three places, Prabhupada had said once, uh, there was a meeting in Conway Hall in London. There was a big meeting arranged, around 1,000 people capacity. Some 10 people came for that meeting. So they did ecstatic kirtan. In between kirtan, Prabhupada asked to arrange two asanas on the altar. So then uh, devotees at the end of the kirtan, they all became surcharged in the kirtan. At the end of the kirtan, uh, devotees came forward and explained to Prabhupada, Prabhupada sorry, that we had arranged for such a big hall and hardly any 10,000 people, 10 people. So please forgive us that we could not do. Then Prabhupada said, why feel sorry? Nardamuni and Brahma came to visit the uh, Sankirtan program. That's why the two asanas were made. And he said, when Nardamuni came, this is the most success. Why? Ek preacher, ek student, ek uh, uh, big personality, celebrity is sufficient like that. So one more place in, New, uh, in uh, America also, two times, Prabhupada said, in the Kirtan, Nardamuni comes. 
and he hears our sankirtana like the Prabhupada says. So in that way, the subject is, uh, they have taken up the aspects of devotion services. The essence of Srimad Bhagavatam, the complete knowledge, and propagated, propagated it. And they made it by a practical example. Like a person Bhagavata and book Bhagavata. They are both Bhagavatam only. One who implements Bhagavatam in day-to-day life is person Bhagavata. So Prabhupada was like person Bhagavata. Mahabhagavata we say. So this devotion service is the highest subject in entire Srimad Bhagavatam. The other subjects are also there like Sankhya Yoga also. Which will enable, detach one from this material world and connect us to Krishna consciousness. That's why if you see, fifth chapter, if you see, fourth shloka, there is a comparison between Sankhya and Bhakti Yoga. 5.4, correct? Sankhya Yoga. Sankhya Yoga Pratak Balaha. Pravadanti Avapaschita. Only the ignorant speak of karma yoga and devotion service as being different from the analytical study of the material world, Sankhya. Those who are actually learned say that he who applies himself well to one of these parts achieves the results of both. In that purport, Prabhupada explains, Sankhya is like finding the root and Bhakti is like watering the root. There is no difference between both of them. The next verse also, if you see, next translation. One who knows that the position reached by means of renunciation can also be attained by works in devotional service, and who therefore sees that the path of works and the path of renunciation are one, sees things as they are. So, Sankhya and Bhakti, the result is same thing. There is no differentiation. Both the, uh, both the process is going back home, back to God. One is analyzing the matter, another is uh, serving the uh, root. One is identifying the root, then the other is watering the root, like Prabhupada gives that analogy in the purport. So, uh, even though Lord had spoken about Sankhya philosophy, but the intention is we engage the Jiva in devotion service. So, this is the subject what is being discussed between Nardamani and uh, Nardamani heard with Kumaras as the front end in that association with Lord Hamsa. With that knowledge, Lord being very much satisfied, Nardamuni was empowered to travel everywhere and to preach the Srimad Bhagavatam. At the end of this cha- chapter also, Brahma says, Twameta Vipuli Kuru. Whatever I have spoken to you. Idam Bhagavatam Nama Yanme Bhagavatoditam. Sangrahoyam Vibhutinam Twameta Vipuli Kuru. This science of God, Srimad Bhagavatam, was spoken to me in a nutshell by the Supreme Lord. And it was spoken in a nutshell as the accumulation of all his diverse potencies. Please expand this science yourself. You expand it. Idam Bhagavatam Nama Yanme Bhagavata Uditam. God spoken to me personally, this Srimad Bhagavatam. Sangrahoyam Vibhuti Nama. It is a Sangraha, means it is like a condensed form of. Vibhutinam, all the potencies of the Lord. You expand it nicely. So, following the task of his master, his father, spiritual master, Brahma, Nardamani, started elaborating about this Srimad Bhagavatam. Then further elaboration done during Vyasadeva, 
further elaboration done during Parikshit Maharaj. That way, this is how this Srimad Bhagavatam has come as a representative of the Supreme Lord into this material world to give opportunities for jivas. By studying this Srimad Bhagavatam, one can go home, back home, back to world very easily. So I'll stop here. Any questions or doubts? Okay. Grandarash Srimad Bhagavatam ki Jagat Guru Shila Prabhupada Nitai Gaur Kalmanantra.